Daily Draft Report. Set your EDR to record now. All right, good morning, everybody. This is the Daily Draft Report, your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. This morning, we're going to get to our first tight end, and this is an exciting one. Trey McBride, he's a, he's a senior tight end from Colorado State, six foot four, 260 pounds, and he came out like gangbusters this year, man, just kind of, just absolutely balled out. So I'm excited to bring on this guest. Uh, we've interacted a million times on Brandon's Debbie Deep Dive, his his group, and I've talked to Britt a thousand times. I don't know if I've ever talked to you on a podcast, but probably. So, Britt Sanders, how you doing, man? Wah, 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 wah. That's my official podcast intro as a guest. I'm doing great, man. I'd love to be here. <laughs> Work sent me home because they said I'm too cool for school and may or may not be symptomatic. So, I'm just trying to use all this time while I'm feeling great to get all my podcast crap out of the way. And then you hit me up and it was like the christening of perfection. Time and reality matched, and we're rocking this. I'm excited to talk about this guy. He's uh, someone I'm really excited about. Yeah, and you just and you just drank a half a bottle of Nyquil, so you're you're high as a kite right now. Yeah, not ready to crash yet. No, I'm I'm <laughs> gonna be good for at least another thirty minutes. So you know we're gonna get this boy running and crash out. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, we got Trey McBride's recruiting profile. Not much. I mean, he's a three star guy, one thousand five hundred fifty six strength player in the 2018 class he was actually committed to Colorado State he did get seven offers I think Fort Morgan Colorado is fairly close to Colorado State if I remember my geography right um, I lived in Colorado for a couple of years but I lived on the south part of the state I think that's up there so anyways as far as statistically he you know got got a little bit better every year last year obviously he only played a couple games but he actually had 22 grabs for 330 yards and four scores in only four games, and this year, 86 receptions, 1,017 yards, only one touchdown, though, so kind of messed up his analytics a little bit. Speaking of the analytics, Brits has got some numbers for us. Yeah, you know, I was really excited for Trey McBride because early in this season, he had something like 60% of Colorado State's receiving yards, with which for any player is ridiculous, and then when you talk about him being a tight end, it's just outright laughable. Uh, Trey McBride, he's a little bit of a, a tough situation to talk about analytically because the question is is whether or not to bring in those that four-game sample in the COVID year. The fact he's able to sur- surmount 330 yards in four years and four games was incredible. And quite honestly, him getting all four of his of the Colorado State's receiving touchdowns certainly skewed his career dominator a bit. Right now, if you could if you bring in that 2020 year, he has a career dominator rating of 45.4. Now, it seems kind of wrong, personally, to bring that in as his career dominator. So I took out his 2020 year, which brought him his career dominator rating of 23.23. And if you use a weighted dominator rating, it was 16.02. All that really shows is just weighing yard, uh, yards over touchdowns. However, I do want to mention that Trim McBride, when players go back for a senior season, usually I'm looking for a Devonta Smith and Najee Harris type of explosion. To be honest, Trey McBride did that his senior year. 33.65% of the team's receiving yards. He was he had 2.56 yards per team pass attempts. He was incredibly efficient. On the on the career at his career as a whole, he had 1.7 yards per team pass attempt. He had a 2.11 yards per route run average. And he finished his senior year with 2.78 yards per route run. 
So whenever McBride was running around and whenever the team was throwing, McBride was gaining a, quite a bit of uh, production on the for Colorado State. And to be honest, there's not much to hate about him. I Analytically, he's very exciting for me. You know, um, those numbers are numbers for tight ends that are really impressive. And comparably, when you look at Kyle Pitts, when you look at TJ Hawkinson, when you look at Pat Firemuth, that dominator rating taking out that 2020 season is just a touch below theirs. Not that I'm saying he's a comparable athlete to them, just that his production was on par to them. So even though he went to Colorado State, he dominated against that competition. And he's someone that I think is going to be drafted rather highly. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, considering a tight end, that that's, that's even makes those numbers even more impressive. And the, the fact that he's a complete tight end, which is something we'll talk about, a tight end that actually can block, you know, that, that makes it, I think, even more impressive. So, all right, let's dive into the tape, what we see on the tape. So what traits, we talked, just grazed over it a little bit, but what traits and attributes does McBride possess do you think that is going to make him a successful NFL tight end? I think the fact that Trey McBride scoots, honestly. He throw on that film, whether it's highlights or actual cut all 22 college film, the dude's got some wheels. And for being 260, it's rather impressive. I was just putting on some film branding cut up against Vanderbilt and he was he was pushing. He was moving pretty well. He was fluid. He was able to there's a couple highlight films which I know don't look at highlight films when you're when you're scouting the player, but just to get a a, a nice re um to get re refreshed with with McBride. You know, he there's a goal line grab he had in two, in 21 where he was able to kind of essentially do a full 360 just pivoting off his right foot to catch and, and go into the end zone. It, I mean, film-wise, it's not my special expertise, but you could tell that he's a very astute route runner, and he was pretty damn proficient with the ball in his hands yards after the catch-wise. I think PFF has his as a uh, – he averaged 5.5 yards after the catch per reception, uh, which for a tight end is impressive. There was many clips of him just carrying three or four defenders seven or eight yards. Um, I, I'm a big fan of his, honestly. There's really not much – on the film or analytically that makes me kind of concerned other than he's a little bit older prospects. I also forgot to mention he broke out his age 19. So he's got a breakout age, you know, he's, he's, he's about as whole rounded as you can get for, for this class tight end wise, I think. Right. Those are the same things I noticed. He's just, he's a receiver as a tight end. You know, he does a lot of the things he's got enough speed to challenge defensive backs, but he adjusts to the, the ball in the air. He has his technician. He's very good. Like yeah. he understands what he's got to do. He's versatile. They lined him up as an H back slot. You know, he he's like you said, he drags people. He's really hard to bring down at that second level by the smaller corners and defensive backs. And in traffic, he's got great hands. I mean, he's just he looks like a receiver, but he's got yeah. that big old body too. You know, so he's, he's yeah. two sixty. Uh, PFF had, had him sl- slotted his senior season for sixty nine percent of his snaps being in line which is good as well because when you're talking about tight end preference, and I know everyone's got their own tight end preference, whether they like their split ends or their their, their tr- more traditional tight ends or their more wide tight ends. But, I mean, McBride did have 15% of his snaps out wide, or, yeah, 10.5% of his snaps out wide, excuse me, and 20.2% of his snaps in the slot. So he got some decent exposure outside as well, running routes against corners instead of linebackers. Um and he's a good blocker too, you know. Yep. Like he 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 is the traditional. This class is traditional 
tight end that I think is the most impressive out of the bunch personally. Yeah, that's the way he does that. It, it does kind of remind me of Hawkinson, you know, like how good Hawkinson was as a receiver, but also a blocker. Yeah. You know, so they are a little bit different. So is there anything you can see that could hold him back from succeeding? I mean, there's not a lot. But no, there's, I mean, with, with every t- prospect, there's always a little bit. I mean, for McBride, again, um, going back to your senior season, analytically kind of lowers your threshold of being a hit. The fact you're a tight end just lowers your threshold of being a hit. You know, um, we don't have any testing numbers on him athletically, so that would be probably my first concern is how is he, how is he going to test? Is he going to be quick enough? Is he going to have an, a good enough burst and agility to kind of push him into that echelon of tight ends that are going to be actually explosive with the ball in their hand? The film says that he should be fine, but you know we don't really know until we get those official testing numbers. Um, and draft capital, you know, I did a study uh, last year for Breakout Finder with it when I was talking about Pat Fryermuth, and when we're talking about tight end breakouts year one, I want to say that number was, I think you had a forty percent chance of being a round one tight end, being a top twelve tight end hit your rookie year, and then that increased, or you had a twenty percent year one. In your sophomore or your, your second season in the NFL, you get a 40% chance of being a top 12 tight end if you're drafted in the round run, round one, excuse me. If you aren't drafted in round round one, then your hit rate lowers significantly. So we you brought up some mocks here, I'm sure we'll talk about in a second, but if he's not gonna be if he's not gonna get drafted in round one, then his likelihood of being a producer in the fantasy in a fantasy context soon isn't as likely as it could be. So those are the couple things that kind of are the only thing they're left to be un, unchecked in his, in his profile score. Right. Yeah. Those are a couple of things that I noticed too. And the fact that his route running is a tiny bit stiff. So I think his agility when he tests is not going to be as good as obviously not these freaking six, four, two sixty. Yeah. You know, right. and He's going to have that he, DK Metcalf three cone. <laughs> and he, and he, and he's got good height, but you know maybe yeah. a little bit taller would be would be a little better. But I mean, you, these are those are nitpicking to me. So yeah. All right. So we will go over draft spots. So I, I like to use the NFL mock draft database, which God, I, I need to find out who I know who does these, and I and it's, it's just an amazing resource. So they need a um, raise. Yeah, definitely. I see him. Uh, a lot of where he falls is later in the first round. To Tennessee is often there. Um, Chargers were a couple, and Arizona was a, a lot too. So right, right there in the you know right before the turn, although the San Diego pick was at twenty, so I think that's the highest I saw him go was right around twenty. But yeah, Tennessee and Arizona seem to be really good. So where where could you see him? I think I mean Tennessee's a good spot for him. You know they don't really have they have Ferkser that did well, and that's kind of that when it comes to their tight end room Arizona as well they got Zach Hurts who's aging out and Max Crosby felt that his I think it was an ACL injury that he was out for the year or it was something lower body that was a ligament-esque crucial I'm sure so I mean those are both good spots I kind of like I I like the Chargers I don't think the Chargers I think they're too smart of an organization to go and grab someone at the 20th pick in the first round I think if he's there in the second round they'll grab him I Kind of like Seattle as a destination for Trey McBride. He just kind of smells like a Seahawks tight end to me. He's an inline tight end. He's someone that's proficient in blocking, someone that's going to be able to hold up against some of the league's ends. And he's also a versatile uh, pass-catching tight end as well. And when we're talking about the Seahawks as of old, hopefully not new, please tire Pete Carroll. Uh, they're, they like they like those well-rounded tight ends, and they like their guys to kind of um, offer 
have some flexibility in that position. And so I think, you know, it's going to be a reach for the Seattle to grab him. But if he starts slipping a little bit, I think Seattle's a pretty incentivizing tight end or a situation for him to land in. And, you know, you know, Baltimore and New England always consider tight ends too. So, I mean, they can never have enough. So, (laughs) yeah, no, I, uh, (laughs) <laughs> go to go to New England, Trey, and then just make me sad because I'm not going to be able to price you up. But you're gonna you fly in the dynasty community, that's for sure. Right, right, all right, Rick. Tell everybody uh, where can we find your work? Where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, so I uh, I'm doing work with Brandon at the Debbie Dashboard. You can find me on Twitter at VFF Sandman. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, I haven't really done a lot of writing elsewhere. Yards per, I'm doing some writing for betting content, prop stuff. And then Breakout Finder, I'll probably start drumming up here. I think my first piece is going to be Adonai, Adonis Mitchell out of Georgia. Um, one of the guys that caught a touchdown pass in the championship game and someone who's got some nice size and is pretty productive for the five games that he played his freshman season. So Find me, hit me up in the DMs, chat it up. I also got a podcast. I should probably mention that, right? Uh, Rookie on the Rise, where I do something kind of similar. We're breaking down the 2021 positions, rookie positions right now. We're going to dive into the 2022, uh, just a guide. My my goal there is to make it a guide for people in dynasty leagues that aren't Debbie heads uh, to kind of give them an introduction and give them rookies to avoid and rookies to take advantage of, especially when we get draft slots and all the nitty gritty about two or three months from here. Nice. And Dwight, thanks for having me on, man. This was a lot of fun. I, I no problem, love man. talking football and propping up Trey McBride as the wide or tight end one in the class. It makes me a happy man. <laughs> yeah, if you're not on the Debbie dashboard, get on there. This is a great community. Um, you can you can find me on Twitter at FF People's Champ. You can find this little podcast here at Daily Draft RPRT. That's all I could get. So I finally got it memorized. I, I couldn't figure it out, but we'll be doing these every day and We'll be back to talk to you on Monday.